Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Speaking of surgeries, we know what's going on with Mick Jagger. Uh, he, of course, had to cancel the upcoming, well, they say postpone the upcoming tour, the summer tour. And the reason is he has to have surgery to replace a valve in his heart. It's happening on Friday. He's expected to make a full recovery, so I guess that's good news. Um, they they say that they would like to get back out on the road and complete their tour obligations before the end of the summer. So wishing Mick Jagger a speedy recovery here. I heard that, uh, well, maybe this was an April Fool's joke, but said Led Zeppelin was going to reunite like a few of them to replace uh, Rolling Stones at a Blues Fest show. Sorry, at a Jazz Fest show. Was that a... I don't know. You tell Led me, Zeppelin man. Led Zeppelin reunited as replacement for Rolling Stones at Jazz Fest. Over the weekend, the Rolling Stones postponed their upcoming U.S. Canada tour. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Today, the festival's organizers announced their solution uh, is Led Zeppelin reuniting on a headline set for Thursday, May 2nd at New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Come on. That's happening. What's the source? This is live liveforlivemusic.com. It's if it is a joke, it's not a good enough joke because they're only saying well, it's a pretty good joke. Well, if John Bonham's coming back from the grave, then it's a joke, but it's not not clever enough. Led to be Zeppelin a, is reuniting is a pretty good joke on Zeppelin fans. It's rude, I'd say. <laughs> it's totally well, especially if they didn't write, "Hey, this is a joke" in the story somewhere. No, like there's Scroll no down. in my face joke. April Fools, you son of a... I knew it, man. Zeppelin is not reuniting. That is not a good enough joke. Let's see. Scroll down. Let's see how big they wrote April Fools. It's it's in italics at the bottom. Oh, man. Like, you wouldn't even get that far if you're reading the story. Here's the thing. It's, it's, It's kind of like these articles now that come out, and they're like almost like The Onion, but they're not funny enough to be from The Onion, so they just look like real news stories. And then later yeah. when there's uh, blowback, they go, oh, it's a satire. But it wasn't funny enough to be satire. I find it kind of funny that you fell for it. Well, it, again, it's not funny enough to be an April Fool's joke. Yeah, well, they got you. <laughs> Well, they did. It's like you yesterday, you and Brad telling me that I won best media personality in London, and I said thank you to everybody for voting, and then you told me, just kidding, you were second. Yeah, but it was funny because we saw your face. <laughs> I just saw your face. Well, I, I, I'm just saying that would have been cool, sure. but it's not funny enough to be an April Fool's joke. So weak choice, liveforlivemusic.com, blocked. Led Zeppelin not reuniting. Mick Jagger expected to recover. This isn't a joke. He's having heart surgery on Friday. And uh, I'm sure he's got some pretty good doctors. Day after April Fool's Day. Everyone's still recovering from all the wacky pranks that were pulled. (laughs) So many shenanigans. I saw one good one and it was... I forget what it was for. I don't know if it was Google or something like that. But it was a cell phone company of some sort that said you could download an app that would clean your screen for you. (laughs) <laughs> from the inside. Yeah, somehow like squeegee your screen off. I thought thought, thought that was pretty good. A couple companies uh, did the corporate April Fool's Day jokes. Uh, a Canadian driver uh, April Fool's Day joke by Honda. They announced that in Canada they are going to be installing polite versions of their horns. In our country, we have polite ways of getting the attention of others. And this isn't one of them. Introducing the Polite Horn from Honda Canada. <clears throat> a revolutionary innovation <laughs> in vehicular <it>. communication. 
The polite horn allows drivers to cease causing a ruckus on the road and instead <coughs> assert themselves passive-aggressively, <laughs> as is appropriate. Pretty bad, actually. Help our streets reclaim some civility. <coughs> <coughs> the polite horn from Honda, available on all new models. Yeah, I'm sure nobody actually believed that, but the concept is, at least the concept's funny, right? Yeah. The execution is good. Yeah, it's like a sketch, you know, from Saturday Night Live or something. <laughs> the horn. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Timex said they were adding an extra hour to the day. <laughs> Timex, a global leader in watchmaking for 165 years, has done the impossible. Imagine if you could add one hour to every day for the rest of your life. We have always worked 24-7 to innovate. And now, we work 25-7. <laughs> Time. It is the most valuable resource mankind has ever known. And now, there is suddenly more time. Introducing the Timex 25th Hour, a revolutionary new timepiece that doesn't simply tell time, it creates more of it. Okay, nobody's going to believe it, but uh, well done. Great production value there. Mm -hmm. And this is a product that... Uh, that is so stupid. It just could work. T-Mobile, the uh, cell phone company down in the States, said that they were uh, coming out with phone booths for your head. So it's a phone booth you wear on your head while you're having a conversation in public on your cell phone. So you put like a helmet over your face? For privacy, yeah. It's <laughs> like a box that goes over top the upper part of your body. Due to ridiculous demand, we're introducing T-Mobile Phone Booth E Mobile Edition E. Featuring Bluetooth E, so you can experience all the benefits of Phone Booth E from anywhere. It is literally a box that you place on your head. And it's compatible with every device because, again, it's a box. T-Mobile <laughs> Phone Booth E Mobile Edition E. Amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, it seems like one of those products that you'd be uh, you'd be scrolling Instagram and it would pop up. They'd be advertising the private phone booth for your head, and people would actually end up buying it if they were drunk enough. Oh, totally. And you'd be at, uh, stopped at traffic, and you'd see people going through a crosswalk with a box on their head. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we are in this society. Devin Peacock. I'm surprised how uh, bright-eyed and. Bushy-tailed. Well, peacocks are always kind of bushy-tailed. Absolutely. You are this morning after having a little night on the town last night. Yeah, I was at the uh, sports celebrity uh, dinner last night where uh, Tessa, uh, Tessa and uh, Scott were there. Uh -huh. Couple London Lightning, couple London Knights. Uh, Ray Bork was there, but also... The reason that you stayed up late on a Monday... John Gibbons, former Blue Jay manager... You got some FaceTime I saw on your Instagram account. It looked like the, the two of you were really palling around there. I uh, got a picture with them. We uh, chatted for a decent while. I, I got there a little early, snuck down to the area. Oh, I didn't. I just kind of walked in. Um, I don't were know. Were you I was, not supposed to be in there? Well, I figured. Well, I, what was it? The green room kind of area? Kind of where they were. They were all waiting. And like Mike Stubbs was down there, and he was doing some hosting duties uh, last night. So I am part of the media, and I brought uh, media identification just in case someone asked, like, "What's that bald guy doing in here that no one's seen all day?" 
Uh, it was funny seeing the picture of you with John Gibbons because at first I didn't recognize him. One, because he wasn't wearing a ball cap, and two, because right. he was smiling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, he's, I'm like, it, wow, he's happy. Like, it's kind of like Dale Hunter. You see Dale Hunter behind the bench with the London Knights. He's all business. Stoic. <laughs> and Jim, do you remember once we were playing in a golf tournament, and we pull up to the hole, uh, the next hole, and on the tee there's this smiling older gentleman, and he's like, uh Hey, what's going on, guys? You're like, is that Dale Hunter? It looks like him, but he's smiling. Can't be him. The uh, It was funny how the mood changed, though, when Gibbons walked into the room because he was the focal point. Like, he kind of, he had that kind of Gibbons waddle where he kind of comes in and he was like, he was happy to be there. How funny would it be if somebody was having doing a speech at the podium and he walked up, pulls up his pants, and whispers <laughs> in his ear, hey, you got to go, but Well, <laughs> this speech is no good. We're bringing in someone else. Get the closer in here. <laughs> there were a bunch of jokes about, you know, are you going to be able to put your feet up when you're speaking to the crowd and everything and he was at apparently earlier this year he was at a different uh, fundraiser in Halifax and they literally, literally brought out a recliner for him to sit in while he was talking just so he was comfortable and relaxed. That's hilarious because he's notorious for post game having his feet up on the desk while he's talking to the press. Well we got a clip here. This is uh, Gibby talking about what he's up to now that he's uh, left the Blue Jays organization. This is probably my third or fourth banquet. You know, I've never done those things before, and but I've enjoyed it. It's a long way to travel because I come up from Texas home. But, you know, right now I'm not doing much of anything, you know, but I've always been good at doing nothing. You don't know the truth. And, and, uh, but it's a chance to get back with, and see my family a little bit. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I want to get back into the game next year in some capacity. I don't know what that'll be, but that, that that's my plans. Until then, I'm going to enjoy the break because... I needed to, re- to recharge a little bit. <laughs> That's why he's smiling. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? Nah, nothing. Whatever I want. Getting paid millions of dollars to uh, attend uh, sports dinners in London. Here he is saying he's, he'll always be a Blue Jay. Uh, he, he lives down in Texas, but Toronto is always in his heart. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of special guys in the team that are close that I'm close with that uh, I'm rooting for. And, you know, uh, I don't know Charlie that well. I mean, I've met him and talked to him a few times. He's a wonderful guy. I know that. And he, I think he's perfect for what they're doing right now. And he'll do a great job. And um, But you want the one thing in these jobs over time, you know, you build a lot of relationships with players and and uh, people you work for. And, you, you know, you, you never lose that. So I'm, I'm rooting for everybody. And, you know, I'll always be a Blue Jay. My what, bad. What were you saying? You no, thought I, that was the wrong clip? No, th- no, I thought there was the wrong clip. It was the right clip. Um, <laughs> so that's my bad. I got a little confused. Just... As, as, you were up late last night. I was up late. Yeah. Uh, there's the one last clip with him talking about his connection with the fans, which is, it's a little bit longer, but he really, you can, like, one of the things about him when he was talking to fans last night was, like, people come up for a picture, he was happy to do it, he's happy to talk. Like, he would have extended conversations, he wouldn't just have a, have a token conversation, and so... He, he acts, appreciates Blue Jays fans. A hundred percent. You know, I hope everybody just knows that... I, Every day I showed him, did the best job I could, and you know, I, you know, I cared about not only the team but the the fans and the country. And um, I'm gonna miss this place, you know. I, I and I was here for almost 14 years, you know, in one, in one capacity or the other. You know, I mean, so that's a long part of my life, my career, and, and um, I won't forget that. I'll tell you, you know, I actually when I was eight years old. Two years of my life I spent in Goose Bay, Labrador, on the East Coast. They had my dad was in the U.S. military and they had a base up there, so I played my first little league game in Canada. And now, if my last job may have been in Canada, so there's always been that connection. But I think I think uh, you know what? I'm a little bit surprised by the reception I've gotten, you know, since since it ended. But uh, you know, one thing about Canadians, you know, they, they you know they they the good, hardworking, humble people that you know if you give them a good effort and you're honest with them and they like that 
We do like it, Gibby. <laughs> we like you. Well, we're going to miss you more than you're going to miss us. I was hoping he was going to stick around uh, last night, but he was going back to Toronto right afterwards because he's flying to New York this morning to see his uh, son where his son now lives. So he is, uh, he's on the move. Or do you think he has a job interview? Don't go to the Yankees. <laughs> Anyone but the Yankees. Yeah, we love you unless you go to the Yankees, <laughs> Gibby. Well, that's great, Dev. Glad you had fun last night. And uh, Ray Bork was there as well. Ray Bork was there. It was kind of funny because uh, Gibbons was talking to a couple of the London Knights. And because he didn't exactly, he didn't know who they were at first, right? So he's like, what's, what sport are you guys? And I go, oh, we're the London Knights. And he's like, oh, that's hockey. He's like, oh, okay, well, that's your boy right over there. He's pointing to Ray Bork because he walked in with Ray Bork. He's like, can I go over and talk to him? And he's like, ah, oh, then we might do later. He's like, ah, oh, don't be shy. Go over and talk to him. He's your guy. <laughs> Bork's a mute. So it's just kind of funny. I was just kind of coaching the guys. Go talk to Ray Bork. He's your guy. Get in there, boys. You're in the game. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Family crosses the border from the U.S. to Canada with Dad dead in the back seat. It reminds me a bit of this scene from National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh, Audrey, wake up, Aunt Edna. It's time for her to eat and take her pill. Please get off me. Mom, tell Audrey to quit pushing on Edna on me. I'm sick of her lying on me all the time. Be quiet. Annie. Honey, it's only a few hours to Phoenix. Let her be. She's fine. She's not fine. She's fine. Don't be silly. She's not fine, Clark. She's dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm laughing. The guy was, uh, he had a good run. He was an 80-year-old man. Passed away while on vacation in the States. Had a heart attack. And his 60-year-old son and mother didn't want to go through all the red tape. And they couldn't afford oh. the uh, the cost of transporting the body, so they decided just to continue on the road trip, driving two days oh with Dad dead in the back seat. And they just hung some of those uh, pine tree things around his neck to keep <laughs> yeah. the smell down. <laughs> I, I I almost don't blame them because it would be like tw- probably twenty thousand oh. dollars or something crazy to get him back. Dying isn't cheap, man. No, everything to do with death, especially paying a doctor to look him over. It's a good racket because everyone dies, right? So they know <laughs> funerals, all that stuff. It's not cheap stuff. So they kept him in the back seat. They got to uh, the border. <laughs> Sunglasses on, Grandpa. Yeah. A little weekend at Bernie's action in the back seat of the car. Wave to the <laughs> wave to the border official, Dad. It's <laughs> a string setup. Uh, the customs officials say they've never seen something like this before, which surprises me as well. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that somebody has tried to get a body across the border. They probably at some got point. away with it, Taz. Yeah, they, they say they haven't seen anything like this before, so they're not sure if the mom and son are facing charges or what they'd even be charged with. Yeah, I don't know. Why would you charge them? They're they're already going through enough. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, it was warm enough to have the windows down for those two days <laughs> cruising around. Crazy. Dad and the air fresheners in the back seat. Mom, we don't have to ride with the dead person, do we? Yeah, come on, Mom. It'd be real easy for Cousin Norman to find her. All they have to do is look for the buzzards. And let's check in with the FM 96 March Madness Tournament of 64 Small Towns. Yesterday, it was close. Hats off to Elsa Craig. Couldn't quite do it. Ilderton wins with 52% of the vote. Interkip moves on over Tavistock. Dutton 
beats out Port Burwell. And Petrolia won with 68% of the vote over Kettle Point. Matchups today, Jim Kelly. We got Thamesford taking on Sweeburg. Yeah, Taz. Thamesford, Ontario, home of the Thamesford Trojans, which changed their name after the 80s after too many parents complained about the old team name, the Thamesford pullout methods. Now they're the Thamesford Trojans. And I kid you not, the head coach of the Thamesford Trojans, Taz, Dick Howard. Yup. Dick says, although sometimes he feels smothered by the Trojans, they're still great at preventing one from slipping past the goalie. They're taking on Sweeberg this morning. Now, Sweeberg got their name because Berg is German for town, and the Swee is how they call their pigs. Swee! Sweeberg! Sweetberg, yeah, home of the Jakeman Maple Product Farm. That's right, maple syrup, Canadian gold, beaver beverage, moose juice, pancake punch. Nobody does it better than the Jakeman family. So God bless the first member of the Jakeman family that saw a maple tree and said, "I'd tap that." <laughs> Blythe is taking on Thorndale today, Jim Kelly. Yes, Taz Thorndale, also known as Thamesford Light. Thorndale is great for all those thorny devils who love laying pipe because it's home of Ideal Pipe. Yes, this lot has the most pipe you'll see this side of Charlie Sheen's house. But these pipes are used for less doobage, more drainage. Uh, But while you're in Thorndale, you also got to check out Road Candy. That is a crazily named car dealership, Road Candy. Named after an old Thorndale delicacy from the 30s where they'd caramelize roadkill and serve it on a stick at the fall fair. <laughs> Take it on Blythe today, Taz. Oh, they say, you know what they say in Blythe? No, what do they say in Blythe? Do we want to live in Lucknow? F no. But they don't say F. <laughs> Home of Canada's biggest Harry Potter festival that comes but once a year. But year-round, you can see all the, you know, Blythe versions of these Harry Potter characters. Like Gary Potter, the local weed grower. And the town drunk, Stumbledore. But unfortunately, (laughs) there's also a big rash of pig STDs going on in the Blythe Uh area. Yeah, Blythe's got a real bad case of the Hogwarts. Jim, how about Forrest versus Alvinston? Yes, Taz, Forrest, Ontario. Don't bore us. Let's get to Forrest. Gotta check out Ash's Family Restaurant, where they like to say, our food tastes like ash. They've also got Corker's Wine Cellar, which is right next to Porker's Hot Dogs, and that's right next to Horker's Spittoons. (laughs) They're taking on Alvinston, Ontario, or as we like to say, Alvinston, Ontario. Home of Monroe Honey and Meadery. What do they sell there? None of your beeswax. But it really is a hive of activity if you can stand listening to a tour guide drone on. But one thing's for sure, Monroe Honey and Meadery has the best bees in North America. In your face, Bert. <laughs> from the from the Bert's bees. Lip chap guy. Got it. Got it. Tilsonburg is taking on Straffordville today. Yes, Tilsonburg, Ontario. The name Tilsonburg comes from a lot of overbearing fathers telling their lads to get back into the tobacco fields. Tilson! In the 90s, they built the Rotary Club clock tower, which is kind of unnecessary because it's always 420 in Tilsonburg. Don't miss the toga party on April 13th at 
Sammy Crenshaw's. Yes, when it comes to togas, Tilsonburg knows their sheet. They're taking on Straffordville this morning. A couple of people t- uh, tweeted me to tell me Straffordville has a quote killer Mexican restaurant called Chacho's. Just to warn people, though, stop tweeting out the phrase killer Mexican or Donald Trump will build a wall around Straffordville. <laughs> it's also home of Watermelon Fest where so many Straffordvillians get married. Do you know why they choose Watermelon Fest to get married? I have no idea why, Jim. Well, that's a fruit they get married beside because they can't elope. <laughs> If you think one of those small towns is the greatest in the FM 96 listening area, you can vote now until 7 p.m. If you win, you move on, you lose, you're gone at FM96.com. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM96.com.